0: Money is such a taboo topic. It has been for decades and centuries and for as long as we can remember. My mission is to bring forth a new conversation, a different conversation, all about money, mindset, business and creating wealth for the compassionate, convicted and connected woman so that you have the space and the place to begin to unravel everything you believe to be true or not true about money. Welcome to Keep the Change podcast, changing the world one spare coin at a time with Coraline Dufro. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, people. Hello, 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 hello. Goodness gracious me, oh my lord, I am so, so stoked to be here. I have such a juicy topic for you guys today and it's something that I, I read about for so many years but I truly did not understand it until recently and I would say probably in the last two years has this really landed for me and have I really, really, really come to just relax into the knowing that it is a thing. Now, I will start this podcast by letting you all know that when I was a little girl, I was like, I am not, 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 not working until I am 67 years old, when I'm old and gray, remember when you're 10, you think 60, 70 is super, super duper old. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to explore the world when I'm old and gray and can't move because my hips are sore. So I had a goal that I would be a millionaire, multi-millionaire by the time I was 30 and that I would retire and that I would do nothing because who the fuck wants to work till they're 60 or 70? And I made so much money in my 20s that I was like, this is fucking easy. What is everyone talking about? Why are they flogging themselves, literally flogging themselves at this time in my early 20s, late teens? I was in corporate and so I saw like Groundhog Day and how people were there and they hated it. And they bitched and moaned every single day. And I was like, I just can't do this. It's just not how I want to live my life how the hell are people doing that have you ever thought that before like was it just me or I know most 18 year olds probably don't think that because they're out taking drugs and partying and I was still doing that but I genuinely was like I'm I'm not doing that it's just it's just ludicrous and so I went on this path and I, you know, build my property portfolio because I thought that was the way it was going to get me there. And I was doing all the things so I could get there as quickly as I could. And I was fighting essentially with myself to get better and faster, but also with everyone else I had, oh, I was in full comparison mode and I wanted to be the best at it and I wanted to be the fastest. But within that, obviously I didn't allow myself to grow. I had huge imposter syndrome and And so I lost all my money when I was young. I was 26, 27, and then again at 32, and now I'm 34, and I'm rebuilding. And I'm really excited to be rebuilding because I'm rebuilding in a way that feels right for me. And as you know, the name of this podcast is The Long Game. And now I realize the penny has dropped, and it's The Long Game. And also, if I've done it once, if I've done it twice, I can do it again and again and again. But The Long Game what is that all about? What does it really mean? And if we look at the greats, because I really love studying the greats that I admire, my greats may be totally different to yours. And I know there's one in particular that I love purely for his business acumen, his business achievements that let's just say, put, you know, rubs everyone the wrong way and really gets the conversation going and heated is Donald Trump, right? But I also love to use Warren Buffett because Warren Buffett is now in his 90s or he's just hit 90. And he is the epitome of the long game in my eyes. He, you know, was a millionaire by the time he was uh, 32. I think he made his first million you know, don't quote me on these timelines, but something along those lines. And then slowly but surely became a billionaire and now is one of the richest people in the world. But it was about the long game. You know, he he did the things every day and he didn't change anything. He just was consistent. He loves what he does. He didn't upgrade his lifestyle, Uh, Do I agree with every single principle that he has done? Maybe, maybe not. But he is an amazing example of the long game for me. He is there to show us that we don't have to be the fastest. We don't have to be the strongest, but we have to be the most consistent. We have to be the ones that love what we are doing for it to be successful. And the truth is, if you grow quickly... You need just as much time to become sustainable and I have this like growth curve that I would love to show you but obviously this is a podcast and I can't do that and I'm like full European right now using my hands and trying to show you but I just realized that you're not even in front of me so that's not really going to work but what I've come to believe is that even if you are faster than someone else the time it takes you to stabilize the success that you have accumulated in that short time frame you will get to the same end result as the person who took a little bit longer than you because whilst they have been consistent and they have had to have sustainability theirs is intertwined daily and so there's no big surges of energy that need to be spent whereas someone who goes faster and again no right or wrong but someone who goes faster needs to exert a fuckload of energy in those couple of years and then they need to still be present to sustain what they have created. It's like when we go to the gym, you know, everyone always talks about the gym because it's something that we can all relate. If we go to the gym and we work out for like two or three weeks and then we don't do anything for five weeks then we work out for two or three weeks and then we don't do anything you know it's not it's not consistent your body firstly doesn't know what the fuck's going on you you think that you're a hero because you've gone to the gym seven days a week for the last three weeks and then all of a sudden you don't do anything for five weeks and you feel like shit so then you better go again for seven days over three weeks you know where i'm going with this and so making money building wealth creating your business, getting leads, getting the customers, keeping the customers. It is all the same thing. It's the same thing as going to the gym. You're better off going to the gym three to four times a week, every week, rather than doing the seven days for three weeks, having five weeks off. And doing things half-assed, I mean, you know, it never gets anyone anywhere. But if you're showing up consistently, it is definitely something that will get you there in the long go in the long go in the long term (laughs) and that is why I find it it's so important to do my 10 in 10 and this is a concept that I got from Rachel Hollis but also from one of my coaches and every day I write my 10 goals in 10 years and now I'm also working on 10 goals in 20 years 10 goals in 30 years because the the longer that I can see ahead then the lighter everything feels. And this is a concept that was shared with me so many times and that I just didn't quite get it. I was doing quarterly goals, I was doing six monthly goals, I was doing yearly goals, and then I felt like shit because I didn't feel that I ever achieved anything. And then the last couple of years, I've been focusing on my long-term goals, my 10 years, my 20, my 30, and now things are happening so much quicker because I'm thinking long term I'm putting less pressure on myself I feel lighter I feel more in my body I am less restrictive in the way that I live in the way that I eat in the way that I exercise in the way that I show up and so all of that means that I'm not suffocating the things that I wanted so badly that it is inviting everything in and that has been probably the biggest takeaway. I want to say all the things because I can't describe how much I fucked myself over. I cocked block myself. So much. I was so desperate for the thing. You know, when you like start to date someone and you want to be with them all the time, or they want to be with you all the, all the time, and they're texting you all the time, and you're like, for fuck's sake, stop texting me. Like, I just met you. I don't like, I don't know if I'm into you, and you texting me all the time is really intense right now, and I'm actually getting turned off. It's exactly the same with your goals. It's exactly the same with your goals. And so, I want you to see where you are suffocating things, where you want things so badly that you are not allowing the magic to come into your life. And this is the same thing in any areas of our life. If you look at the seven areas of life, where are you doing this physically, emotionally, in your business, in your family? I know for me, when I get tired, when I am feeling overwhelmed, that I get like that. And so it's, I have to have a really conscious exercise in not overthinking, in not being overbearing with myself and everyone around me, with my staff, with my family, because it turns into suffocating. And, you know, we suffocate plants, they die. We suffocate relationships, they die. We suffocate a fire, it dies, you know, all of these things. So Where can you kind of let go a little bit so that you can play the long game? You don't have that desperate energy oozing out of you. You are no longer the shit magnet that is attracting all of the crap. You know, I was a shit magnet for like five years and I was like, I'm doing all the things. I was meditating every day. I was writing down my gratitude list. I was doing all the things, but my energy did not match the things that I was doing. And so energy goes hand in hand with accumulating wealth. And that's why the majority of the time when I work with my clients one-on-one or in group sessions, they're like, okay, I'm ready to do the plan. Let's do the planning and let's do the thing to make all the money come in. And I'm like, hang on. We're probably not going to touch on that today or for the next three to four to five sessions because we need to look at your energy. We need to look at your beliefs. We need to look at your mindset and until Those things have been cleaned out. You know, we get the broom and we just clean it out a good, a good, a good while. I can't even speak today (laughs) until we do that. We can't do the practical. We can't do the physical. And even if I did, it wouldn't work. It would not work. I say this because I know it and I did it for so long. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I am doing all of the things and I'm still attracting shit in my life and I'm losing all this money. And I truly believed that I became really good at losing money. I was like, I don't know how to make money anymore. I made money for so many years and now all I know how to do is lose money. All I know how to do is lose money. And I was just in this vortex of shit. And it's not until I decided to own my stuff, that I was vulnerable in in front of a group of people, that I owned my shit, that I let go of stuff, that I started moving my body more, that I, whew, that I started to just have fun, like I've spoken about so much lately, that I started to be more of myself, let comparison go. And I really. I really believe that my 30s has been such a blessing because I care less about what people think. I care less about what my life looks like on the outside. I care more about how I feel inside. I just don't give a fuck. And I never really gave a fuck about people, but I really gave a fuck about how people saw me, not how they judged me, but how they saw me. I'm not sure if you understand the difference, but I didn't really care if people bitched about me, but I wanted them to see me as a successful, strong, wealthy woman. I don't know where that came from, but that's how I always wanted to be seen. And so I carried the part, but within it, I didn't feel strong inside. I didn't feel any of the things that I wanted people to see me as inside. And so everything crumbled everything crumbled around me because I wanted it now. Now, 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 now. It's got to just happen because if I don't do it now, I am a failure. I will not be the thing and I will fail and fail I fucking did. (laughs) And now I just, I just know that the, the more that I focus on the long term, the more that I am in my body, the more that I show up, that I'm my goofy self. I don't give a fuck now if people think I'm not funny or I'm too funny or I'm too too much or I swear too much or I do this too much or I'm too bogan because, hey, let's face it, I have a huge Aussie accent. I lived in central Queensland for four years. The long game is so important. The long game gives you space The long game means that you have time. The long game means that you can breathe. The long game means that you can relax. The long game means that you can create when you are inspired rather than creating from fear, from lack, from judgment. The long game is key and the long game will ultimately get you to where you want to be. I have had things that I've been writing down for six months, 12 months in my 10 year goals, and they have already happened. I have already ticked them off my list because I wasn't attached to them because I invited the magic in because I was so neutral about it that I wasn't worried whether it came in or it didn't. But I ultimately knew that it was coming one way or another. I dropped the expectations of how, of when, it would look like. And expectations are the biggest killer of life. And so many of us live with expectation hangovers. So many of us about relationships, about work, about the money in our bank, about the way we look, about the food we eat, about everything in our life, about how our baby comes, how our baby's born, how our pregnancy is. All of these things happen Because we have expectations and without expectations and coming from a neutral place and a place of trust and playing the long game, things magically happen. And again, if this isn't landing for you right now, that's okay. It didn't land for me for a good six to eight years. And I want you to notice as long as you just keep going and you keep coming back into your body. And I constantly just explored myself. I was with around people who pushed me, who made all the shit come out of my body, who made me cry, who in, you know, in a released kind of way. I went to ceremonies. I did the things I, you know, put myself in situations that would make me be vulnerable, even though it was the last thing I wanted to do. And then slowly, slowly, the darkness from inside my body was lifted and I had space. So please, if this is not landing for you, please don't feel like you're a dick. Please don't feel like you don't get it and you're just never going to be there. Because I know what it feels like when you listen to these things and you're like, but I'm doing the thing and I just don't know how to feel light and I just don't know how. I don't know how. And one thing you will hear me say over and over again as a broken record, whether on my podcast in my emails, on my IGTV, in my stories, is that the moment you are in how, so how do I do this? How can this get better? You are in the wrong mindset. How comes from fear. How does not come from trust? And so it's a constant reminder for me that when I ask the question how, and I do it very, very rarely these days, but in those times when I was in my darkness, I asked how all the time because I was looking for the million dollar answer. I was looking for the secret source rather than looking inward. I was so scared to trust my intuition. I was so scared to look inside myself to seek the answer that I knew all along. And that's why I was in a shitstorm for the last few years because I didn't believe in or I didn't trust my intuition and I led myself astray my intuition never leads me astray it allows me to play the long game it allows me to play the right cards even if my mental or my ego feels like "Mm -mm, that's not the right thing to do so the long game is key the long game gives you space the long game makes you smile and breathe and take your time and enjoy life thank you so much i hope that helped please leave me a comment leave me some feedback rate the podcast all of the things until next time see you later thank you so very much for listening to this episode and for coming along on the ride that is this podcast the show notes have all of the information you need. And remember to follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Coraline DeFro to follow along on all my shenanigans. And lastly, subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, share with your friends so that we can all become wealthier together. If you are not already subscribed to my mailing list, I suggest you get your tushy over to my website, CoralineDeFro.com, so I can shower you with gifts like I do with all of my people. I just love, love giving. So until next time, let's change the world one spare coin at a time.